welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, J.A., and I am joined by the great man himself, R. Garraway. How are you, buddy? Excellent, James. How are you? I'm great. I think I messaged you earlier. We're recording just after the Hall of Fame game. Um, football's back. It's sure is. Uh, even though it's only a crappy preseason game with the starters barely playing at all, uh, it still feels good to have football back on the on the TV or the iPad or whatever you're watching it on the phone. You're definitely right. It was crappy, um, mm. but hey, it's back. So whatever. We'll now go. Uh, all the way through to the first week of Feb with football every weekend. So cannot wait. Exactly. That's and that's the key. It's um yeah, it's it's back. We'll get preseason game. And the only the one this week. Next week everyone will play for the next three weeks, everyone will play preseason. Preseason week two's the one you want to watch. Pretty much the starters will play all of half, all of the first half normally, if they're healthy. Um, week three is terrible. You won't have barely any starters playing. And week week one, you'll have a little bit. Normally, the first maybe the first series, maybe two. Yeah, first couple. Yeah, so that's what to look forward to. But Richie, let's make sure we thank our fantastic sponsors, Burnley Brewing. Um, thanks for their work. When I picked up some beers the other day, absolutely delicious. Uh, I, now that we are in lockdown number six in Melbourne, I'll have to test out a few of their new flavors this weekend, Richie. Maybe several of them which is going to be great. My kids are going away for the weekend so to mum's house. So, bang, I might have to get stuck into a few of them at home on my own, which wasn't, which wasn't, <laughs> the, origi- like yeah, it wasn't the original plan for this weekend, but uh, we, we have to operate. I might protest, I think, um, just thinking about it. I think it's the way to go. If we really yeah. want to stop the spread, let's protest it. Let's go join the general and wash to... Get out like a dickhead. Let's go. Um, But let's look into that. We got into it last week. Let's not do it again. Want to also thank our other sponsor, Dark Horse Electrics, our friend Dylan there. Um, If you need any electrical work done around the house uh, or you want to go and follow his social medias, hit him up. Cannot cannot tell you enough how good he is. He's an absolute weapon. So get around, Dylan, and thank you very much to our two sponsors for the show. Um, Our patrons, pretty special one, guys. We are going to do live... The wheel spin on air. I'll get rid of uh, Richie and JA overlay. Um, this is for the Juju Smith-Schuster. That's the prize. And also the box of Burnleys and a stubby holder, which looks uh, very similar to that or, or that, either blue or pink. Um, so let's spin the wheel and see what we get. Oh, it's exciting. Richie. Junior. Oh, <laughs> Junior. Now, uh... I don't want to go out on a limb here with Junior, but being a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I reckon he might take the signed jersey. Just just guessing, Richie. What do you reckon? Probably. I think he'd be happy to see it. I think he'd be happy to see the Juju Smith jersey. Look, you know what? That's pretty cool when you got a, a when you got a something that's a, a team, a part of someone's team. I'm, I'm glad it goes to someone who barracks for it. Junior's been a long time supporter of the show. <laughs> Thank you, Junior. Let's go to the second prize, which, hey, it, it may it may be the jerseys, but I'm just tipping it might be the Burnley Brewings this, this month. Let's go. Ah, Lewis Wiley, second, second pick. Uh, big collector himself, Lewis. So uh, he'll be disappointed that he may miss out on that jersey. I'll have to ask Aaron first, but 
I'd be, as I said, I'd be shocked if he doesn't pick the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. So, good after it, guys. I promised. Um, congratulations to our two, and thank you to our Burnley Brewing for providing the beer um, to, for, for the giveaway. I promised that next month would be a big one, and a big one it is. I've got Keenan Allen. Uh, signed jersey in the powder blue. As you said before, Richie, the only style of uh, Chargers jersey you should be you should be giving away or wearing. So that one's an awesome prize. I know we got, after doing our Patreon podcast for um, the uh, Fantasy League, we had a, a young man, Nicholas Machado, sign up who basically doesn't care about anyone but Keenan Allen. He doesn't care. If Keenan Allen moved from the Chargers, he'd go on barrack wherever, wherever he goes. So <laughs> I think he'll be hoping to get that jersey. But yeah, super excited to put that one away next month. And thank you to all our patrons. We are growing. We are at 19, I believe. Sorry, we're at 16. So... If we get four more signed up, um, I go to two giveaways. So anyone who is signed up, because it's in your best interest, if you want to have a one in ten chance of winning, or sorry, it'll be it'll be a three in ten chance of winning something, or a one a, a two in sixteen chance. I'm not that good at math, Richie, but I think I'd prefer the one in ten, the three in ten chance if if I was you. Um, but yeah. Make sure you talk to your friends, get them to sign up, guys, and it all goes a long way to help in the studio. So thank you to everyone who is signed up. Richie, let's get stuck into it. Um, We're straight into the news. Let me just get myself together. And we are straight into Aaron Rodgers, who I think a couple of days after our last podcast reported to Green Bay, um, came in and then did a press conference for the ages. And, you know, as someone who wants information as a fan and, and for the podcast. Um, enjoy information. Players often don't give you the information you want and don't tell you the truth about what they're doing and thinking. Aaron Rodgers set the bar for what we should be doing as um, how we should be talking to the media and he came straight out. He said exactly the situation. He wants to be basically included, not not included in decisions, but included in personnel decisions and at least spoken to about them and discussed with them. And after talking to players, you know, quarterbacks at other clubs, which I assume are like the Bradys, the Mannings, the Breezes, that sort of stuff, um, he feels like he doesn't get the same respect in Green Bay and that's a problem for him. He voiced that. They told him they would, they would come back with him and then they started making signings and letting people go, which the big one was the, the wide receiver, Kudrow or whatever his name is, who's not amazing, but Aaron Rodgers wanted him around and basically they, they, they let him go in the offseason and that was the sort of thing. He also highlighted that the treatment of players that were leaving the organization in the past, he talked about Clay Matthews, he talked about Randall Cobb, who has now been traded back to Green Bay at his request. They went and got him. Ooh, big deal. Well done. Um, they went and get the overpaid Randall Cobb and bring him back. But then, you know, the statement statements such as you know, people come here to play with me. You know, Green Bay is not a holiday destination. It's a football destination and people come to play with me. Would I say that out loud? It's true, yes. Would I say it out loud? No, but I'm also not an NFL quarterback. Um, it was a, a little bit of hubris, but also extremely factual. People come there to play play with him and win championships. So, I don't know. 
my take on was it was awesome. It was great to see some honesty out of a player. It was great to see them put it all on the line and actually discuss their issues and discuss that Green Bay weren't living up to it. He followed it with his all-in for this season. He wants to win a Super Bowl in Green Bay. He's he's motivated to perform as, as hard as he can because he wants to either be traded from there next year or force their hand to, to take his stuff into account. Um, it will be his last season in Green Bay if things don't improve, and I liked the way you went about it. Yeah, hard to argue with it. Um, I would expect he's pretty much now, because um, there was some contract restructuring as well. Um, they voided 2023 allows... season. So he's only under contract for Green Bay for next year. It basically yeah, allows a, a year up his sleeve to trade him and then get a new contract. Yeah, exactly. So this, I personally believe this will be his last year in Green Bay. Um, I, I think he's just kind of sick of the joint. And they drafted um, the quarterback in the first round. So Green Bay, it's in their best interest to move on to love next year as well. Mm. Which which is also the only first round pick they've used on an offensive player in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even more. So they certainly haven't um, spent any draft capital trying to help him. So look, all in all, I think Aaron Rodgers has played this beautifully. Nobody's mad at him. Um and fans will still be probably pissy at management. So he's going to come out of this smelling like roses. Um, he's still got a good team around him. Um, so we're going to see. Uh, but, you know, if you've got, you know, Rogers on your fantasy team or anything like that, you're all good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's a good move for, for everyone. Green Bay are happy they got him back in the building. All it really took them was to void the last year of his contract, which let's be honest, he's not going to be on their team in their mind because if they was... They wouldn't be making the decisions they're making. Um, so they void that contract, which helps them. And then they bring in Randall Cobb for nothing. Like, who cares? That's They're, they're looking great. Um, so it, it was a win-win for everyone, really. But I just I, re- I respected the way Rodgers went about it, actually telling the truth. And it took a lot of a lot of people saying, oh, Rodgers is a prima donna. He just wants money. It was nothing to do with money. He didn't get any extra money in his restructure. He didn't do anything. He, he, he just knows. Won- he knows his legacy with only one Super Bowl, yep. is up against it. 100%. Let's not forget, like, you know, the crummy Manning's got two. So, you know, yeah. he knows he hasn't got a lot of time left. If you want to cement your legacy, it, it's two or more. Yep. Yeah, p- plenty pinched one. Yep. Johnson's got one. Dilfer's got one. Um, oh, who's the last Ravens QB? I've gone blank. Um, like Flacco's a- got one. You know, it's guys with two or more. Yeah, that, that's the difference. 100%. 100%. Uh, let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts who, you know, we talked about Carson Wentz hopefully going in and being very successful with them and helping them improve. He's now hurt, and get this, Richie, he's having surgery on his foot, and he might be out 5 to 12 weeks. <laughs> Just a bit of variation on the recovery time. Yes. Space in there. Uh, so potentially that means from when he had the surgery, he could be back. If it's five weeks, he could potentially play week one. If it's twelve weeks, he could miss, you know, uh, three three quarters of the season or half the season. Sorry. So um, look, I don't think this is. If he's got a serious problem with his foot, this is good that they're dealing with it now, not not prolonging it and trying to get him to play through it and him struggling and then you know then having to do it all again anyway. I think they're making the right decision getting through it. Apparently, it's an injury that's been carried since high school that just hasn't been picked up, which I just find so hard to believe in the NFL system with the doctors and surgeons and osteos and physios and everything under the sun they have that they couldn't they didn't pick it up. But that's the yeah the speculation that it wasn't. Um, which is bad, and scarily enough, Quentin Nelson has the exact same 
injury and is out the exact same time, I would argue that Quinton Nelson is more of a loss than Carson Wentz at this point. 100%. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, but it's all bad. Like It's all bad for the Colts, and it's all great for the Titans. Yeah, I think I'm more and more... I know if we already predicted the Titans to win that division, but I am more and more leaning towards um, yeah. them being the team to beat. Um, I just... I just I don't think look the Colts will be good. I think they'll still win ten or eleven games. Even if even if Carson Wentz didn't play, I think they'd still they'd find a way to win ten or eleven games. They're a very good running attack. They're a very good offensive line. Um, they're a great defense, one of the best defenses in the league the last couple of years. So I think they'll be good enough. But I think we all thought Carson Wentz, if he was you know the guy he was in Philadelphia, or even a little bit of that, that that could be what pushed them over the edge. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, certainly not good news in. Uh, in Indianapolis at the moment. Let's go into our team previews. We are doing the AFC East. Uh, that consists of the Jets, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Jaguars. The Jaguars and the Bills, the Buffalo Bills. It's similar to the Jaguars, the Bills, Richie. They're both um, animals. So... That's about where the similarities end. Yeah, that's definitely where it is. But I'll go through... Last year, the Jets bottomed out the division, had the number two overall pick at 2-14. and 14. Patriots were third in the division at 7-9. and nine. Miami Dolphins were second in the division, just missing out on the playoffs at 10-6. and six. And the Buffalo Bills were 13-3, and three, winning the division. And I believe were the number two seed behind the Kansas City Chiefs in the, uh, in the AFC. So um, let's start, as we always do, we'll start from the bottom. And let's start from the New York Jets, Richie. Um, it said, not often do you only win two games a year before and become a contender. They did make some good moves in the offseason. And I think the place to start for me is at the quarterback position with with Wilson. Um, he's been taking all the starters reps so far. Apparently, he's looked okay. He is a young receiver. But, you know, when you take a quarterback number two overall, there's obviously expectations. And, yeah, they... I'm not sold they've got the pieces around him to be successful yet. I don't know about you. No. I think they're not going to be very good. No. Uh, And there's not a whole lot more to go into it than that. This is a team coming off, um, you know, uh, a a two-win year, you know. And look, they did a lot right in the offseason. Obviously, I think they had a good draft. Um, I love their draft. Like, yeah, like Elijah Moore in the third round and even Michael Carter in the, in the fourth round. Apparently, fourth round and third round running backs, they, they get, they're good all the time. Apparently, Elijah Moore has been killing it at, tra- at training. Now, I, I know it's just training, but he's been killing it playing. He, they're actually using him as the number one guy. They're using him as the one and using him in all the, sp- all the different areas on the, on the field. Um, all the different spots, slot, outside. A lot of people thought he'd just be kind of a slot receiver, but apparently he's been working as the number one for them has been really turning heads, which he said, we'll see how it pans out, but it's, it's a good sign so far with your, your third-round pick. Yeah. If they can contribute. Yeah, go, put his, go put his old miss tape on. Like, yeah. Enjoy. Like, yeah. it, it's good stuff. So people like that. that. They did have a really good draft, and I think um, they had a decent free agency as well. But mainly, there's just not enough here yet. No. Like, there's really not. So, you uh, know, we, we, new we, regime, let's see what they can do. Yeah, and we talk about drafts. Like, 
they've had the last few drafts have been really good. Like Williams has, who was three years ago, he's going into his fourth year. Quinn and Williams, that is. He's been outstanding in particular last year, really came into his own last year, was the 12th ranked interior defensive lineman, which is pretty good. Um, they also drafted a rookie last year, was Mackay Becton, the left tackle. If you haven't watched him play yet, um, I suggest you do. That man is an absolute animal. He um, looks like, like as I was penciling him in last year to be one of the best tackles in the NFL for years to come because you know we're all laughing at the Giants because the guy they picked first is clearly the worst out of the three that went in the first round behind him. Then this year they pick up Vera Tucker in the top 10. He's a, a guard slash tackle who they're going to play at left guard. They signed Moses who's come over from Washington to play the offensive line. Um, they bought in Carl Lawson from the Cincinnati Bengals who's a, a you know a solid edge rusher. They've made some good moves in the right areas, if you ask me. So I could see a world where this, you know, where this team's better than what they were last year. Definitely, like I think they're probably going to win four or five games this year. Um, they signed Corey Davis over from Tennessee, who's a really good number two. Crowd is a really good slot receiver, and then we talked about more. If more can be something, all of a sudden that offense is looking okay. Um, it's going to come down to Zach Wilson and how he performs. And you know, we all know rookie quarterbacks are kind of hit and miss. But there's a world where I can see the Jets being solid. And I can also see it, it's trending upwards. And we said about the Browns the last few years for the first time in a while, they're definitely trending upwards. I can see it for the Jets right now. I think they've got some good... If, if they hit on Wilson, if Wilson's really good, they are, they're going to start shooting up in, in rankings really quickly. So I'm excited to see that. Um, I said, I think, Richard, we both agree they'll improve, but they're probably not going to be sort of contending for much. No, I wouldn't have thought so. No. Um, let's move on to the New England Patriots. It feels weird talking about them as the uh, as the third third team with a losing record in the in the AFC East. Normally, they are perennial winners of this division. Um, in the first round, first round of the playoff of the draft, they took oh, what's his name? I'm having a mental blank on him. The Alabama quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Oh, um, Why can't I remember? I just looked at it. Now I can't find it. Uh, we've both forgotten his name. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. McCorkle Jones is is the full version. Uh, they took him last year. They added some. They added a lot of players in in free agency, which is bizarre for them. They don't normally do that. Uh, they normally stick away. But um, you know, they added Henry Anderson, Hunter Henry, Jalen Mills, Jonu Smith, two tight ends, Kendrick Bourne, who's a playmaking receiver, Kyle Van Noy's come back, which is a good sign. Um, Lawrence Guy, they re-signed. Matthew Judon, who's a good edge rusher they've brought over from the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Nelson Aguilar was a downfield um, weapon last year for the uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders as well. So they've had some good things. And they didn't lose a hell of a lot, um, in my opinion. You know, Jason McCourty's moved on. I think he's retired. They lost Joe Tooney, who's a really good guard. But, you know, the way the Patriots do it, they just seem to keep churning out solid offensive linemen no matter where they draft them. And, that's a lot due mm-hmm. to, to to Frank Skarnecki, who's the offensive line coach, just seems to produce and coach up good good young players over and over again. I guess the question is, and it's it's a it's a big question for most teams, but the quarterback position's a, a real concern here, and we don't know who it's going to be. Um, Newton's taking all the reps. I think we'll see Newton as the as the starting quarterback. I I don't see old McCorkle beating him out you know, straight away, but. The offensive line is is solid. They brought back Brown from the Raiders. They they traded for him back, who had 
massive success at the Patriots a couple of years ago, went off and got paid a bunch of money by someone else. Now he's back earning money here. They've still got Mason, um, the, the rookie last year, on, on Wenyu, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He had a really good rookie year that went completely under the radar. He was the eighth-ranked guard in the NFL last year. And they've got Isaiah Wynn at left tackle, who's a solid left tackle, and An- David Andrews at center with, with Shaq Mason. So solid guys across the scene. They've got some good, good players. They also, had, they also had the biggest or the largest number of players who sat COVID. out because of COVID yeah. last year. And if you talk about the O-line, they also get you know, Marcus Cannon and Najee Torin come back as well. I'm not saying they're both going to start, but... There's depth. Um, it is depth. Um, they also get Hightower and Chung um, back as well. Um, so, yeah, all, all those things, they made a lot of moves in free agency. But you're right. Th- this team's going to come down to quarterback play. Um, last year, Newton uh, had some good games early. And everyone was like, yep, you're all wrong and he's going to be good and all the rest of it. And then it all kind of, he got COVID and fell in a heap. Yep. He did not come back well which is what I always come back to the argument around. Um, do we have COVID? It's not like getting a cold. You're good to go the next week. You can have lingering issues for a long time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Like, you're never going to get any information out of Bill Belichick. We can all think, and it looks like Newton will start. He'll, I, I certainly think he'll be given the opportunity yeah. to be the day one starter or the week one starter. But as for how long that lasts... Who knows? Also, I don't know if Mac Jones is any good. Have have, have a look at his draft. Uh, players who were drafted out of the team he played with at Alabama. I mean, half that team's in the NFL right now. So, But he put up. He actually had better numbers at Alabama than Tua Tungavailova. And Tua had just as, just as many. Anyone, anyone who quarterbacks for Alabama gets the same weapons in the past decade. So, mm. you know, I, I think it's fair. And a lot of the Alabama quarterbacks aren't successful coming into the NFL, mm-hmm. um, which is a problem. But this is kind of the first guy that was, other than Tua, this was the first guy that was you know, really rated. Uh, but we'll see how it plays out. I, I really like them defensively. I think they were, they were a pretty good defense last year. Taking into account, they almost had zero offensive production. I like their defense this year. You know, Gilmore's one of the best corners in the NFL. You've got Jones and Jackson. They're arguably the best cornerback trio in the NFL, which is super important in modern NFL. You then... Get Van Noy back, who can't play anywhere else, but when he plays for the Patriots as a superstar, much like Jamie Collins and those guys. So he'll be wrapped to be back there, and they'll be wrapped to have him. As I said before, they get Hightower back from having a year off from COVID. Um, if he's 80% of the player he was before he went away, he'll have a big impact on that team. Judon coming over, giving them a legitimate edge rusher. Um, you've obviously got Devin McCourty still there playing safety, so he'll, he'll be kind of the general of that back end. But I mean, they've got a chance to be a really, really good defense, and I think I'm going to have them in the playoffs the way I'm looking at it now. The AOC is tough, but I just find it hard that they're not going to be one of those seven. I I, I don't know if I have the, I don't think they'll win the division, but I think they're going to be much better on the offensive side. They're going to be much more versatile. They've added really good players. Kendrick Bourne's an electric player. Nelson Aguilar has his faults, but he is a very athletic guy that can that can impact down the field and, and give them a downfield threat. And Cam Newton, when he's good, he's really good. And they can actually run the ball well. Who's the, um, Harris? Harris, the running back out of Alabama. It's yeah. actually a really good runner too. So I think if their and defense still, is good, they, they can be good. They still won nine games last year. Seven. Seven. They were seven and nine. Wasn't nine? Nah, you're thinking nine. I think, oh, that's, I've got it wrong. Um, seven and nine they Recant. were. 
Sorry, I read it backwards. Yeah. So they, they went 3-3 three and three in the division. They won 5-3 and three at home. Um, the good thing is they're going to get an easier schedule because they've been winning the division every year for a long time. And um, they'll, they'll win the division this year. Uh, they'll become third in the division, so they'll get easier teams. Um, but I think they're going to be... As of right now, I'll have them as a playoff team. Um, let's move on to the Dolphins, who I, I certainly have the Patriots ranking above the Dolphins at the moment, which may get me some heat. I don't know. Dolphins fans seem to be in love with this team. Um, let's quickly discuss the issues with Xavier Howard, who once out only two years ago signed the biggest contract for a cornerback in the history of the NFL. Now, because he's paid about 5 or $6 million less than the other starting corner, Byron Jones, who they only signed last year, he wants out. Um, I don't know if they'll trade him. He's so important to this defense that they kind of need him to be on the field, if you ask me. Um, but, you know, he was a second-ranked corner for PFF last year. Do you think there's a market for him? Do you think they could get, like, Jalen... Um, who's the... Is it, who's the... Uh, Rams, Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. Sorry, yeah, I reckon they could get Jalen Ramsey, like two first round picks for him. Uh, it, it, there's not many teams like the Rams who are prepared to overspend mm. like that. So maybe not. You can certainly get one and a second. Yeah, um, he's he's very good, and as you rightly pointed out, he's probably one of the best two in the NFL. But yet he's second. Second paid on his own team. Yeah, but this, um, this is what shits me about the players, right? And this, this, like, I get they want the power, and then everyone, everyone's argument on the back, the other side of it is, well, if he wasn't performing very well, they'd cut him. And I'm like, welcome to an employee-employer relationship. That's how it works in anything you do. Someone pays you, and if you underperform, you don't get paid anymore. If you overperform, well played by them to putting you on that money. And all you can do in the NFL in particular is wait for your contract to end and then try and get more money. That's all you can do because you've signed a contract. I I don't see the Dol- – I think what will happen here is the Dolphins will, will, re- will rework the deal to give him some more guaranteed money, which is really all he wants. He just wants more guaranteed because he didn't get a lot well, of guaranteed. That's what he said in his Instagram post. Like yeah. He said, my agent and I have, have gone to them with a lot of different options that are – many which are team friendly and him friendly and they've said they're trying you know and they've given multiple options and the Dolphins have just said no at every turn and haven't counter offered anything well we're two years into a deal and and can we keep in mind the first year of his deal he missed 11 games due to injury did they take the money off him then you know what I mean? Like injury is injury but he wouldn't have hit any bonuses no but I I get I get that I get his points but also sign a one year deal then two years ago you reckon if you'd signed a one-year deal two years ago or made them franchise tag you, then missed 11 games, they would have re-signed you to the same money? You'd be earning less. So you took that contract because you didn't want to back yourself in for that, that, that year and get a big deal. So you took it. And it was the right move. You got a lot of money. But now, because you've overperformed it in your mind, like he's the, still the fifth highest paid corner in the NFL. Like he's still mm. in the top five. I, I'd have him as a top five corner. Like there's there's probably three guys I'd take over him, but he's he's in that top five elite category. But why why would they why would they redo his deal? Like maybe if it was the last year yeah, of his deal and they wanted to extend it, I'd get it. But I don't know. I, I just I, I don't like siding with the organisations. But my thing is as a player, be fucking smarter. Get a better agent. Like he's saying, oh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize how, I didn't realize that the deal wasn't as good as what I thought it was. Okay, well that's your agent's problem. Take it up with him. Take fire him and take his cut off him. 
You know what I mean? Like it's it's not the organization's fault that they offered you a good de- at that time. That was a great deal, and people were like, "Oh, I don't know about this. It's either going to work out really well for them, or it's going to backfire if this guy can't stay healthy for the next three years." Now it's paid off for the for the Dolphins. He's ended up being a really good player, and now he's slightly underpaid. He's paid as the fifth best instead of the third best or the second best. It's not enough mm. to make me think. You know, I think the bigger problem here is what they're paying Byron Jones, which is what everyone knew when they signed Byron Jones is that he's not worth the money, but free agents have to get paid. Hence why the Cowboys didn't even try and match it because it wasn't worth it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, we'll I mean, see how it plays out, but it's, it's a big distraction. Yeah, I don't have an issue with it, but the only way these days to try and get anything done on your deal is hold out to complain about. Well, he, he, actually, he's to his credit, he's not holding out. He is training and no, he's, no, saying, he's, I'm, in camp. he's saying, I'm committed to training because I don't want to not get fined and all that sort of stuff. I'm here, I'm contributing, I'm doing my job, but they need to come to the party too. I, and I, I think they will. I think they'll, they'll adjust his contract to put a bit more in the guarantees, maybe spread it out a little bit longer. I, I think they'll get they'll get something worked out. But, you know, maybe the agent, who knows, maybe the agent was a dick when they made the deal. So now the Dolphins are like, sorry, we don't want to work with you. I, I, we don't want to help you out now that you've made a crap deal for, you, for your client. Yeah. But the thing you and I don't know is he might have a new agent already. Who knows? Yeah. He may have already noticed that we don't know that. Who knows? All I do, I'm I do, sure I do like out, that he's there. I, I like that he's there doing his job and, and performing, which is that's a good sign. If I was the Dolphins, I'd I'd rework a deal for him. It's not worth trading him. You're not unless someone comes in and offers you two first round picks, which I don't think you're going to get. It's not worth trading him. And they're going to th- these guys think they're on the cusp of a you know of a playoff run and being a really good team. Trading your best your best defensive player isn't the way to go about it. <laughs> that's what if you think you're on that level. To Flores' credit, he has. I mean, what was his first year? Like 5-11? and 11? Been much, And then they doubled what were they, 10-6 and six last year? Yeah, doubled their win. Just missed out on playoffs. Like, it's not often 10-6 and six misses out on playoffs. Yeah, and that's with um, halfway through the year feeling like you had to go to tour and then realizing he didn't have it and you had to go back <laughs> to fit. So mm. it'll it'll be interesting because this time around, Tua does get a full preseason. He was obviously coming off the hip. Um, I am I'm before. so concerned about Tua. This yeah, is this too. is my Big biggest job. concern with this team. I like a lot of their pieces. Their offensive line. I'm I'm sorry, Dolphins fans. It's still dog shit, and you haven't really done anything to improve it or tried to improve it. I like that you brought in Will Fuller. That's a great move. Bringing a deep threat guy that can take the top off. Um, you've got Devonte Parker there, who's a solid kind of one one A kind of receiver. And then they took Jalen Waddle in the first round, who yeah. from all reports has a bit of an, in, an issue with his foot. He is training, but he said, they asked him how his foot was and how everything's going. And his response was, well, I'm training, aren't I? Quite bluntly. So I think it was more like, I don't want to tell you that's not that good. Um, who mm. knows? We'll wait and see. But they're not loaded. They're receiving cause, okay, Jaseki's a really good tight end. I like he's Jaseki. He's Solid. He's not, he's not a game changer, but he's a solid guy. Um, I just don't think there's a lot. Young quarterbacks struggle with reads, struggle with things, and bad offensive lines have to speed up those reads. They speed up how quickly you've got to make decisions, and young quarterbacks make bad decisions. I think Tua is going to have a really hard time this year. I, I don't think it's going to be very good. I think he's really going to struggle. I think there's going to be a lot of question marks come into the season whether he's the, he's the way forward, and I'm worried yeah, about I mean, it. it. It's all going to come down to his play, quite frankly, it's a bit like the the Patriots. They, they've got more than enough on both sides of the ball yep. to be competitive. Um, like even 
um, adding Jalen Phillips. Yep. I think with the 18th Adam, pick, or Adam Miami. That, that second yeah. pick, that's a great ad for them. Their secondary now is, is really good. So they've got more than enough talented pieces. But as I said, just like the Patriots, it's going to come down to quarterback play. Yeah. If, can Tua be the man? I don't know. And like looking at last year, maybe not, but how injured was he with coming off that hit? Yeah, that's the other thing you just don't know. But and at training camp, he's yeah, you get reports that he threw five interceptions one day, and then the next day he was outstanding. So I don't take training camp reports for gospel. You know, I want to see him when the season starts. The other, I said, I've already and, mentioned and, and the. Sorry, just sorry. again, just just again with that, right? Mm. So, okay, so through five picks, right? And this is something you and I know because you know we organize our practices and what have you. He could have thrown five picks in a period that was specifically designed for defensive play. Yeah. You know, it, it could have been a, a, a blitz period where you have to throw, you know, the, you have to throw, you have to throw no matter what, we're yeah. doing this or we're doing that. Or, you know, the picks with three of them tipped balls. You don't, you don't get the information with it. You just get the headline stat, yeah. which is, hey, you threw five picks. Well, it's like, okay. Yeah, it means nothing to me in practice because you don't know what, the scenario. What I mean, I guess the long and the short of it is it's not good, no. <laughs> but you just don't know how bad it is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And just, I, I talked about the offensive line. I think they're very weak there. And then you go to the other side of the ball. The defensive line's not, not that good either. So we, they brought in Phillips. You're relying on a rookie to generate your pressure. Um, a lot of people had him as the best defensive end in the draft, but he did fall to 18. It wasn't a great edge rusher class, but you're relying on him to be very good, to be an edge rusher. They've got Ogba, who's a solid guy. Christian Wilkins, who was solid last year as an interior defensive lineman, but he's not a pass rusher. He's a more of a run-stopping sort of guy. I do like him, but the two areas we, we always you know bang the drum about, Richie, is the offensive and defensive line, and in this division, I can make an argument they're the worst out of the out of all the teams. They're worse than the Jets on the offensive line and defensive line easily. I think Especially the defensive line. Worse than the maybe the Bills don't have a great defensive line. I, I would say it would go the yeah, Jets the Jets probably have well, the we'll best offensive defensive sec, line. But, but yeah, yeah, there's just not a lot of talent. And then the defensive line's bad, which makes it harder for your cornerbacks. You've got this issue with you've got this issue with um with Xavier Howard. Who knows how that's gonna play out? If you don't get something done, he might start missing games. Or maybe he plays half-ass, which is even worse. Maybe he doesn't put in and he doesn't play that well and then you're paying him to play poorly. So you may as well move him on. Um, it just There's a lot of question marks there and I'm, I'm not sold on them. I think they're going to be... I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I think they'll probably win eight or nine games. They'll be around the middle, you know, the, the 500 mark. But I just... Mm-hmm. Unless Tua is everything that they thought he was when they drafted him, if, if then that changes everything. But, you know, and Waddle's really good in that and they have a really good offense. But last year, their their offense was really bad and they relied on one of the best defenses in the league. And we know, Richie, defenses rarely, 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 are they, yeah, they ebb and flow and they ebb and flow with personnel and they've had personnel changes. And, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sold on them. So They did uh, a turnover ratio last year as well, which is hard to repeat. Very, I... 2015 Jacksonville Jaguars, ladies and gentlemen, go and look at them. I people would not believe. Oh, maybe it was 2016 actually. People would not believe me that they played. They almost beat the Patriots in an AFC Championship game under five years ago. And now look at them. They just had the number one pick. It flows very quickly if you're a bad organization. Uh, let's get to the Buffalo Bills. They were the division winners last year, the number two seed. They lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Um, the big story for them last year, Rich, and the big story going in for this year was Josh Allen. He um, 
you know, had, I don't even think it's arguable. I think he had the biggest jump ever in the history of the NFL from, from year two to year three. Year yep. one and two, he was dreadful. He was inaccurate. He was a good athlete. He could he could make plays, but he could not hit the side of a barn downfield. He was dreadful. And everyone's kind of saying, yeah, this, this doesn't turn around very often. And bring in Stefan Diggs, add some you know structure around him and his improvement and hard work, and all of a sudden you've got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's arrived. Simple as that. Absolutely simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, he's um he's really good. I offensively, I don't think we need to talk much about it. Stefan Diggs is one is, is an elite receiver in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. He he pushed himself up in that DeAndre Hopkins echelon last year with those guys. Is he the best of them all? No, but he's certainly in that class. Um, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders, who I really like. I think he's a he, he's a real solid wide receiver. Um, older guy can play can play slot, can play the outside. Very versatile for them. And they've got Cole Beasley, who at the moment is having a fight with the world because he will not get vaccinated. Um, but I think they can get over the eighty percent anyway, so he might not have to. But I'm telling you, players who are refusing to get vaccinated, have a look at Kirk Cousins over in Minnesota. They are not – clubs are going to cut you. Like, it would not surprise me if they, if they cut Cole Beasley if he doesn't get vaccinated. They'll just say, sorry, yep. we've got another slot receiver who That's we think as good as you, and you're not you're, – you're, you're holding down. I guess you – as an NFL – just off topic, Richie, with COVID, as an NFL player, right now, you need to make a big fucking decision. If you're against vaccination – you probably can't be an NFL player. It's as simple as that. You need to make you know, a business decision about what you're going to do. You can be against vaccinations all you want. I have no problem with people having their opinion, their religious reasons, their medical reasons. They they just don't like it. They think the government's spying on them. Whatever you want. Believe what you want. I'll believe what I want. But if you want to be a fucking NFL player, you better start believing that you're going to have to get vaccinated because they are only going to make it stricter and stricter and stricter and stricter as they go on. So, you know, we've got Kirk Cousins. If he doesn't get his shit in order and get, get back to training and get his vaccinations, I'm telling you, Zimmer will cut him because Zimmer is on the hot seat this year and he's not going to risk losing his job for Kirk Cousins not getting vaccinated. So it's um it's going to be loaded. Now, let's talk Buffalo Bills. Offensively, they're really, really loaded. Um, they've got Singletary, who's a well, solid forget, running they back. Were, they were the number two scoring team last yeah. year. They averaged like 31 points per game. They're great offense. If you score 30 points in an NFL game, you are going to win at a really good clip. So, and, and, and as you've mentioned earlier, they've only added a few more pieces. And Allen is one of the, the best scrambling and running quarterbacks in the league. He, he was excellent at it. So they've got no issues, personally, I think, on the offensive side of the ball. No. And they've added some good pieces, so all good there. The issue was last year they were giving up 25 points a game, mm-hmm. which, you know, is probably a few more than, than we'd certainly like. But they've they dedicated their draft pretty much to it. Their first two picks in the first and second round went to defensive ends um, with the Gregory, oh, I don't know how to say, say his name, Sunu, uh, Rosanu, whatever Ro- it is. Rosu. Dean down at Miami. Rosu. 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 Making it more hard than it actually was. Yeah. And Carlos Basham, um, the Dean out of Wake Forest. So they knew where their issues were and they've dedicated resources to it. Um they were really even with turnovers last year. Um, I think they were only plus four, something like that. So they're getting it done without needing those 
big splashy turnovers and things like that. They're just getting it done with their offense. Mm. Um, as I said, 31 points average a game. That's going to get it done in the NFL. Yeah, and I think the, the weakness of this team is defensive line. I said I, I like Rasu. They added – I think that's how you say it. They've got Oliver who – wasn't great last year, but certainly has first-round pedigree. They've got your man, Jerry Hughes, the frog, still still rushing yeah, on that edge. Who, still going. Who had, it was an awesome story, if you, if you haven't ever looked at it. I like their linebacking group. Milano's really solid. Edmonds had, wasn't as good last year, but I think if they can improve on the defensive line, he can improve. Tredavious White's a really good corner. He's you know When he's playing well, he's one of the best corners in the league. Poyer and Hyde are a great safety combination. They've got enough there that... If they can generate turnovers, have a strong offense, which is what they're going to have. Their offense is going to be great. I think they've got enough to win the division. And honestly, I think they've got enough to contend for the Super Bowl. What what concerns me is in the playoffs. The last last year, Josh Allen, he still just makes you know like the AFC Championship game. It's a close game. You take like a a sack that loses you twenty yards on third down, so he takes you out of field goal range. They're the things that elite quarterbacks don't do. Rodgers doesn't mm-hmm. do the Mannings don't even Eli wouldn't do that sort of stuff. He'd he'd know crap. I'm throwing this away so we can kick a field goal. You know yeah. Brady, those sorts of guys. They just don't make those mistakes. And a lot of young court, Prescott's very prone to it. Carson Wentz is shocking. He throws interceptions in those situations. But they're the things if you want to win Super Bowls, you have to clean up. They're the mistakes that Mahomes and them are the world. He's not going to make it on the other side. You know, he's not going to make that. You know, guys like Lamar Jackson having the same issues, that they're the things they've got to clean up too. It's a young quarterback trait, but that's what will kind of hold them back from winning the Super Bowl. They, if, if, if he physically now, I think I think Allen has all the tools to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. As you said before, athletic, he's got one of the strongest arms. His accuracy is good enough now. Is it the best in the league? No, but it's very, very good. And... If he gets, if he takes a step up mentally, because all reports are about Allen that he is an incredibly intelligent young man and actually gets offenses and gets systems and is very good with it. If he can just take it in those pressure moments, just get that little switch that makes you that you know that next level. I think that's what pushes them into Super Bowl contention. And I'm backing in Allen. I really, really like Josh Allen. I, I didn't like him a couple of years ago. No one did, but. He's won me over and he won me over pretty quickly last year, to be honest. He's very fun to watch, exciting to watch. So mm. I look forward to watching the Bills play, which is something I can say up until last year I haven't for a very long time. Very true. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're going to be the class. Yeah, class I think so too. Division. I think them and the – I said, I, I genuinely think the Patriots have got a good opportunity to be a playoff team. But yeah. Also, let's not remember oh. that Patriots have this – he's not a, not a real well-known coach. His name's – um. Uh, Bill, Bill something. I think he's won six Super Bowls. I think. I can't remember off the top of my head. But they've got a pretty good coach that has never done anything but win. And the one year that his longtime quarterback leaves and he gets like nine players not play because of COVID, he has he still wins seven games. Like if I think most of the teams had – most of the coaches had that roster last year. They're probably getting a top five pick. So I still back Belichick in. Richie, let's do I'll – let, I'll let you do your predictions as we go. What's How do you have them stacking up? Definitely got the Bills. Bills um, one. I just I just don't know what order to put the Dolphins or the Patriots in. Jets will be last. Um, I can go if you want. Might might help you make a decision. You might just go against uh, what you, I do. You just you just put the Patriots. So yeah, maybe I'll put the Dolphins second, Patriots third. <laughs> I have got uh, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, and Jets. 
And just for the record, I know Regan's going to hate me. Dolph and Aaron, Aaron Laxon, you guys are going to hate me. But I think the Dolphins are going to be kind of not not even close to a playoff team. I think they're going to probably be like an, an, an eight-win team where you need 11 to get into the playoffs. I just, I just, I don't back Tua. Unless Tua can be really good, I just don't think they're going to compete with the rest of this division. I said, if, if Tua's crap, how quickly is Bill Belichick going to work out the Dolphins? That's what I mean. Like, he's just, yeah. They won't score on him. Um, whereas the Bills, I think they can score on anyone. I just don't. I don't think anyone's going to compete within the division. I think the Bills will win the division quite quite comfortably. Probably 13, 14 wins again. Maybe fourteen wins because you get that extra game. But I think they'll win the division. I think the Patriots will come in second, and I think they'll sneak into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win twelve games and walk into the playoffs. I think they'll probably be like a a six or seven seed wild card um, and get when themselves in. It comes to the Bills. Oh, sorry, the Dolphins and the Patriots. It's all about when is the game in Miami? Yeah, because they always lose. Because they no the the yeah the, the Dolphins Patriots always win. Often, yeah, Dolphins. Oh, so they play each other the first game of the year and the last game. I like that. Of the year. I like that. So oh, I hate the. Um, Can I just highlight I can though? Tell who's at home. The only game in this division that you should have highlighted right now, get a day off work, do what you've got to do, make sure you're watching it live, is the Patriots in week four. It's Monday night football, October 4th. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to New England. Tom Brady back in Foxborough. I don't care. Wherever you are in the world, you need to be watching this game. Get the time off work. Wake up at three in the morning. Do what you've got to do because that is going to be... A lot of fun seeing Tom Brady go back. You know Tom Brady is just going to fucking destroy them. Like We, we know. Yeah. I'm, I can write the script for you. He's going to absolutely annihilate them in Foxborough and he's going to love every second of it. I'm glad that game's early in the year before it gets too cold. Um, yeah. So Miami, they go to the Patriots week one. So they host them in week... Oh, God, what's going to be? 18. 18. Week 18. Um, is it still only one bye? So. Yeah, just one bye. So just add an extra game and an extra yeah. week. Yeah, I thought they yeah. would have added an extra bye, but they, they lost a preseason. Some they basically the said you have a regular. Yeah, some, some of the buys are really late. Yeah, this They're is a, this is the week fourteen, 14. for the Patriots. And some are and some are and some are really quite early. It's I don't, I don't like it. I prefer just give me all the buys, smack me in the middle of the season over like three weeks. I would prefer fair for everybody. Like that's what the AFL does in Australia, the Australian Football yeah. League, is they do over two weeks. Everyone gets a buy in the in the middle of the season. I'd much prefer that. And then then they, yeah. they all know it's in the middle of the year. It's fair. Um, you could even give them all a buy in the same week if if you ask me. I couldn't give a crap. Um, have them all take I the give same. A crap. You can't do. You, you can't stop the machine, mate. Just have just have one one week off and play. Um, you know, play something. <laughs> play like college football or something there on, <laughs> on not, a Sunday. They get they get paid by the. No, they're not doing that. They're not doing that? They're not going to give any sport a clean weekend where eyeballs can come off the NFL and go to something else. You're right. never doing it. Baseball might steal a few views. Well, they'll be done by then, but Uh, either way. NBA? When's NBA? NBA NBA just finished, so it'll start in uh, three weeks, I believe they start again. That's the, the NBA will be going if you did it in the middle of the year. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. But yeah, NBA definitely. Do, yeah, do it. And NHL. Do it over three weeks, set weeks seven, eight, and nine. Have, have a run then so yeah. it's, it's even. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. That's it, Richie. 
Thank you very much, mate. Guys, sorry we were a little bit later this week. We had um, we were pretty flat out early in the week. Then obviously lockdown hit us, which threw everything off a bit. Um, but yeah, we're in. Uh, the college boys did a podcast yesterday. They did their big 12 preview. Richie, what, just quickly, what's your take on the SEC now? Texas and whoever else going to the SEC. You love it? Nah, not really because it screws up my conference and God knows where we're going to end up. But the short answer to it is it, I, I, I've never liked it. I didn't like the last round of realignment, you know, when Nebraska went to the Big Ten just to be shit over there, you know, um, Missouri and and Texas A&M joining the SEC. I just don't like it. I like the way it used to be, um, call me traditionalist, whatever, but nothing stops the money train, as, as Wesley Snipes once said. Um, great movie. Keep, great a great movie. movie. They're just, they're just going to keep doing their thing. Yeah. They don't care. All these big programs care about is, is more money so they can waste more money on their on their, um, you know, on their coaches and on their change rooms and their fields and their make their grounds 16, bigger. And 16 different whatever. helmet combinations. Yeah. If Texas want to go to the SEC and get smacked by Alabama every year instead of getting smacked by TCU, then have at it. Like, they're the most irrelevant. That's not true. They've become one of the more irrelevant programs going around that still generates ridiculous amounts of cash, cashing out on their name. Um, Oklahoma has owned the Big 12 for the last however long. That's the real piece that's going over. I actually do think they can go to the SEC and compete, but Texas won't. Texas can be just as crap in that conference as they are as they were in the Big 12. Go, go, Fuck them horns. Go, go Notre Dame, if you ask me. Go, go that. Oh, don't even get me started on them. They're doing a conference, Notre Dame. No, they're independent, mate. They do think, you know, it's their fucking league. You're all just playing in it. All right. Yeah, except except last year when they needed a conference because of COVID. I don't, I don't even like Notre Dame. I just like winding you up by mentioning them. Notre Dame. Everyone hates Notre Dame unless they they like Notre Dame. They the them. amount of championships they claim is laughable. All right, you know what? UCF were national champions two years ago and they got robbed. They didn't e- even get the opportunity. Equally as laughable. <laughs> All right. We'll have to get... you got to get on the college podcast with the boys soon, Rich. And maybe I should get in there too and just throw blatantly dumb statements at you guys for half an hour and just, get, just gauge your reactions. Just yell at, yell yeah, at you. Just let you yell at me. That'd actually be a fun episode, a segment. Just J.A. makes dumb comments about college football and, and you guys get mad about it. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, their, their episode went out um, today or last night, so it's out at the moment. Make sure you go and have a listen to it. Um, you'll see us next week will be the NFC East, the worst division in football. Um, can't wait to discuss how my Cowboys are going to lose that division this year with injuries. Uh, probably Washington this year. Um, but yeah, Richie, thanks as always, mate. Thank you to our sponsors, Burnley Brewing. Thank you to Dark Horse Electrics. Absolute weapon there, Dylan. Um, so we're in lockdown at the moment. Takeaway beers, takeaway food from Burnley Brewing, 648 Bridge Road, Richmond. Getting there, their pizzas are outstanding. Um, I don't eat a lot of pizza anymore, but if I did, it'd be... Burnley Brewing's Pizza, really good. And their beers are unbelievably good too. And I'm going to be putting a few away of them this weekend in lockdown. Um, Dylan, get on, follow him on Instagram. All this stuff's below. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Give him a follow. If you need any electrical work, I'm telling you, he's trustworthy, reasonable, and will do a terrific job for you. So get on board with him. Um, congratulations to Junior for winning the Juju Smith jersey, um, Schuster jersey. Lewis for being in second. And um, good luck to everyone for the Keenan Allen jersey next month. Richie, thanks again, buddy. And I will see you next week. Thanks, man.